You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's Friday, the 13th of May, 2022. During our 27th year on the air, you're tuned into tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We got you some tech news and commentary, and then back to your calls. Rick and Baton Rouge, among others, standing by. And, of course, as always, we have two important reminders for you. Uh, check your spam filters. Uh, okay, and <laughs> I had uh, to—it's the third hour of the show. My, you know, my brain's a little slower. Really? Yeah. We do three hours a week, and your brain can't handle it. Yeah. All right. And uh, what's number two? Um, uh, uh, back up your data. My data's not been backed up for a while. You can tell. Man, and don't back that up. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth saving. Well, you know, I, I tried to back up to the cloud one day, and just my head just stayed there in the cloud. That's a better <laughs> excuse. Okay, then. Do you have at least some tech news to share? I do. Speaking of clouds and sky and that, uh, NASA's new space telescope is in the home stretch of testing with science observations expected to begin in July. The James Webb Space Telescope beamed back the latest test pictures of a neighboring satellite galaxy, and the results are stunning when compared to uh, images taken by NASA's previous infrared observatory, the Spitzer Space Telescope. Each of the 18 mirror segments on the new telescope is bigger than the single one on Spitzer. Wow. Launched last December, the $10 billion web is the largest and most powerful astronomical observatory ever sent into space. It will seek light emitted by the first stars and galaxies close to 14 billion years ago and keep a sharp lookout for possible signs of life. Scientists are keeping the identity of Webb's first official target a secret. Oh, so it has a first official target, apparently. But they're not telling us what it is. Mm. The plot does thicken. When will we know? I don't know. know, When they look out there and they see all the the Star Trek starships, you know. (laughs) And people being beamed up or something. Because that would be certainly one good indication of some cool things happening. Don't you think? I do. Wow. I I like that whole idea of just they they have a target that they're not telling us about. Beam me into tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Well, thank you, Scotty. Aye, Dave. So maybe that's the target, yeah. Could be. Well, stay on that and report back. Okay. The month of May has been designated Older Americans Month, formerly Senior Citizens Month (laughs) since 1963. It honors us older Americans and celebrates their contributions to our communities. You're welcome. Get Set Up celebrates older Americans year-round, but uh-huh. reminds us about the month of May is Old Farts Month. Uh, we've had Get Set Up on the show before. We have? We have. It sounded they, familiar. They do uh, online uh, educational courses f- mainly for seniors. Oh, yes. yes Teaching yes, how to yes. use computers and the internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
contributions to our communities. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing all you have done, old person. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, I think. <laughs> Young whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube Go is going away for good in August. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just couldn't help myself. <laughs> the YouTube team has announced that it's retiring the lightweight alternative to its main app, mainly because it has become unnecessary over the years. YouTube developed the Go application for users where connectivity was spotty, mobile data prices are prohibitive, and low-end phones that couldn't just run the app as well as more expensive devices were common. Uh, the team explained that since Go was first launched in 2016, YouTube has rolled out a number of performance improvements in the main app. So Go reminds me of... Scotty here, Dave. Let's go into tomorrow. You know, he wasn't even Scottish. I know. He did a whole bunch of voices and sound effects and stuff for the series throughout the years. Plus, every time I, you know, I hear anything about him, I, you know, I always hear you know, that he was just a heck of a guy. Hi there. James Doohan here. For the latest in consumer electronics and technology, I listen to Dave Graveline as he brings me into tomorrow. Love that guy. I've we miss some, him terribly. Yeah, I mean, so people, people say he's like he's, he was like the nicest guy in showbiz. Yes, he was right here in this very studio, sitting in your very chair because I was sitting in mine here, and joined us on the show years ago. And he was he was a delight to, to talk with and to chat with and to have fun with. And he lovingly recorded all these cool little things for us. I'm giving it all she's got, Dave. <laughs> he was having a good time with it. And then you went a few weeks later and you had Vanilla Ice on the show. So you know. I know. Well, <laughs> we have to go from one extreme to another. James Doohan here into tomorrow. <laughs> because it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, the World Video Game Hall of Fame is honoring Ms. Pac-Man as one of its 2022 inductees. Good good job from Ms. Pac-Man, celebrating how the iconic female character, quote, represented a turn in the cultural conversation about women's place in the arcade, as well as in society at large, close quote. Dance Dance Revolution, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Sid Meier's Civilization rounded out the list of the 2022 inductees. Oh, and I so guess, congrats to all of them. And I guess nowadays it's more appropriate than ever that the game was Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, now people would say it has to be named, renamed to Miss Pac-Person. Yeah. Well, you have to drop the Miss. No, that's right. So just Pac-Person. They Pac-Person. Yeah. yeah. That's that's like uh, CNN Plus identifies itself as was, were. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my more fun posts in the recent weeks. And a lot of people reacted to that, say, boy, you got, you got that right. It was like, yeah, that identifies as was, were. <laughs> uh, speaking of gaming, Microsoft is reportedly working on a new streaming device that will let people access movie and TV services as well as games through Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. The device, which will connect to TVs and maybe shaped like a small stick or puck, is expected to be released in the next year, according to a Venture Beat report. Microsoft is also reportedly working closely with Samsung to develop uh, an Xbox game streaming app for the tech giant's TVs. That's expected to be released in a similar time frame. Oh, interesting. Well, because people are into gaming big time, uh -huh. and they should have some new things, including little pucks. According to Strategy Analytics, Apple and Samsung were crowned the two big leaders in the latest market in the first quarter, with iPads clenching 39% of the market share and Samsung tablets grabbing 20% of the market. 
But there are still more Android devices of all kinds, tablets and smartphones, than Apple by far in the world. It's just you iPhoneies want to make, th- make us think that everybody has an iPhone. Only the smart people have iPhones. Meantime, Rick in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, listening on 710 Keel. Hey, Rick, welcome into tomorrow. With the shortage of brand new vehicles and computer chips, is that going to affect other consumer electronics? And are we able to produce or can Ford or any of the major manufacturers produce our own chips? Or are they dependent on uh, foreign companies? Or where do those chips come from? Good question, Rick. Actually, it's it's already affecting many other industries, though the scale at which they're affected may be different. The semiconductor market, like everything else these days, is global. And that goes for both the finished product and the raw materials that make up those chips. Producing them locally isn't always physically possible, but assuming the raw materials are there, the cost is also a concern. So effectively producing them locally, even where possible, is likely not viable for anything that isn't a strategic concern. Yeah, for example, building expensive chips locally for a power station's controllers could probably be subsidized. But building a $100 chip for a $600 phone or computer won't help anyone. There's another big and very obvious problem with building chips where they're not currently being built. If you had the raw materials and you could do it cheaply enough, then you'd still need the machinery, the facilities, and the workforce. Intel is building factories in the U.S. right now, but they probably won't be ready before this particular shortage ends. It's just not worth the trouble to work around a problem that is expected to last between a few months and a year in a very slow and very expensive way, like reworking where and how industry produces components. Yeah, but Rick, I hope we helped answer your question. It's a very important one. Of course, we've been talking about, as you know, the last couple of months here, but it is uh, interesting to follow. And of course, our weekly reminder, important, back up your important data. Oh, and check your spam filters too. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Into Tomorrow continues, and of course, with a little tech tidbit for you to share, a little tech fact, 51% of Internet traffic is non-human. 31% is made up of hacking programs, spammers, 
and malicious fishing. And me, because I've been referred to as non-human many times. Yeah, well, that's just because you're not a people person. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Stay tuned. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be chatting with Erica Smith. She's the VP of Business Development for a company called Tools for Patient. Uh, They're working to improve drug development by combining insights from patient personnel with machine learning to better match results for uh, drug testing. Yeah, it's really cool. And it, by drug testing, we're not, we don't mean illicit drugs. We mean testing for new medications, new drugs to come on the market. Very interesting how, and she talks about how they're using machine learning, AI, uh, to develop these, or determine these personality traits. Because people are in various clinical trials are all different. And whether you get a placebo or the drug that they're trying to get approved, your reactions to things and your personality can make a very interesting difference. So looking forward to chatting with her. I think you'll find it fascinating. And, of course, we've got video for you as well as as we do with all of our interviews. So be sure and visit intotomorrow.com to check that out. And just because our annual huge summer giveaway has ended as of last week, we still have Plenty of cool tech items, as always, to share with you each and every week when you participate. Chris is going to tell you this week the kinds of cool select items that we're sending out when we hear from you. We've got uh, from CarLock, their advanced real-time car tracker and alert system. We had them on the show, uh, I think, a month or so ago talking about that. It was really cool stuff. Um, Ilago, we also had them on, I think, last week. talking. They sent some snapshot cases for AirPods and AirTag. Uh, Cosmo sent some Junior Track 2 smartwatches for kids. We're actually going to have their CEO on the show next week, so you'll want to check that one out. We've got uh, indoor pan tilt security cameras with human and pet AI from Eufy. And iHealth has sent a wireless fingertip pulse oximeter. Really? Yes. I have one of those. They're very handy because it's important to know. I've had it ever since I was in the hospital with the Rona a year ago, last month. (laughs) So you learn the importance of pulse ox readings. And I haven't been checking it lately because I've been feeling fine. But it's important to know that. And especially if you're short of breath or you're wondering and you you know et cetera, if your pulse ox is low, you got some issues and you gotta seek some medical attention. Yes. So rumor has it we got a listener call earlier the week that was specifically for one person in particular. Who is yes. who isn't normally with us here in the studio? That's true. That's a good point. He is he's in the studio every chance he gets when he comes to visit when you have him every other weekend. But this was a very unique situation. Uh, because we got a call from Danny in Texas with a question for Cameron. So it's me, a rocket man, Dan's son, Danny, and I have a tech question for Cameron. So I have a YouTube channel called Cool Cats Gaming, and uh, I would like to know what the best recording software to make YouTube videos on an android is so hopefully you can answer that and uh, cameron have a good day and thanks to all of you into tomorrow bye hey danny thank you for talking about your youtube don't worry i will go check it out and i might subscribe so if you see something called banana boy that would be me There's a lot of apps that make YouTube videos on Android, and many are free, so look around until you find one you like. 
But here are some that I think that are worth checking out. Vlog it. It's a free one, and it's great. It has simple user interface, and you can add text and animations and filters and trim the video. Even you can share it to social media. Power Director. It's also a free, and it might work better for you if you want to have commentary on your video. It allows you to record a voice track to layer over the video. You can also add other soundtracks by dragging and dropping. Fillmore Go might also work for you too. It's free, but it has in-app purchases. It will let you create clips for your YouTube and make custom square video clips for your Instagram too. You can also just record the video on your phone and then edit it on a computer if you want more options and more powerful software. But it will take a lot more work. I hope that helps, Danny. Cam, that was a very cool answer. Thank you. I'm sure Danny appreciates that. And we want to remind his dad and Danny, of course, Dan Schlund is the rocket man, that you can hear and see Cameron's answer when you visit intotomorrow.com. And you'll hear Danny's call and Cam's answer right there for you. Now, meantime, while I've got you in the studio, Cam, we talked last week on the show about how you decided on your own to give up TikTok. Why is that? Um, because when I started looking, then um, I wasn't realizing what the sounds really meant and how much bad words I was hearing. And then I thought to myself, if I were grown up, would I really want people hearing me about like the kid who's always on TikTok? And that's mm. what my team used to call me, the TikTok kid. Your football team? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I quit it, and I'm you, happy about you, it. Even though I'm trying to find some stuff I'm doing on my phone, I did find a game. But it's probably worth it, so I'm really happy about it. You know, I'm happy about it, and your dad and I talked about it on the show last week, as I mentioned, that you were mature enough. I mean, you're only nine years old, but you decided on your own. Your mom didn't tell you to get off it. You know, I didn't tell you. Your dad didn't tell you. You said, you know what? I don't need this. The songs that they offer up are often full of bad words. Uh, some of the images you see on there are inappropriate, as you said. So you thought, I don't need this. And, and plus, you don't want to be known as the TikTok kid because then people are going to think, oh, really? You know, he's awfully young for that. Now, you do know that you're supposed to be 13 to be on that anyway. And that's another reason why I quit because there's a lot of things that aren't made for nine-year-olds. That's true. That's true. Now, the, the thing I'm going to miss the most is you were like, the first, well, you were my first follower on TikTok, and of course, I don't post anything nasty anyway, yeah. but you also were the only one who always liked my posts, so, oh well, but I'm glad that you're... Oh, Pepe? Yeah. So, I was looking through your videos, and I saw this commentary, um, here's a shout out, I saw you saying, I forgot your username, but uh, you it's said... It's just I'm- at Dave Graveline. Yeah. yeah. On your tic- on Pepe's TikTok, yeah. there was this kid or guy. He said, hey, I love the show. So here's a shout out for you. And thank you so much for the commentary. Thank you for watching the show. And I hope you have a great day. Awesome. By the way, um, I am also running for um, a class representative. Really? Wait, hold on. Fourth grade has a class representative that you can be elected to? Two. Two representatives. 
I'm hoping I'm going to run for class representative, so wish me luck. Good luck, by all means. I tell you what, can you take us to the commercial break? Yes, uh, I hey, can. You just give our website, tell people stay tuned into tomorrow. and Stay tuned into tomorrow, and I'm sad that the summer giveaway has already ended. I know. So just wait till the next one, and maybe we also might give um, a giveaway maybe like on Christmas or something. What well, about that? We do giveaways every week anyway. But just the summer giveaway is always the biggest one. But we have prizes for people who call in right now or next week or next month. So if you want to be one of those people, make sure you listen to the show and call in win stuff. Thank you. Now, so many great and easy ways for you to participate anytime, 24-7. Call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Hit the red Ask Dave mic on the right side of any browser at intotomorrow.com. Use the Message to Studio button on our free Into Tomorrow apps. Text our 800 number. Please give your first name and city and how you hear us. Okay, now take us to the break. And we'll be back right after this commercial break. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764. It's our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer technology today and into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. We thank you in advance for calling in and participating because you actually make the show. Your questions, your comments, your help for other listeners, your tech rage, whatever the case, is what Into Tomorrow is all about. And you don't have to wait until you hear the show next week to call in, for example, or you don't have to call in right now. You can call in anytime at your leisure. And there's three very cool, very easy ways to join us. The newest by many folks is just visiting our website on anything with a browser and a microphone. So your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, visit intotomorrow.com. Click on the Ask Dave little red microphone button on the right side and participate that way. You can ask a question or, or what have you. And when you do, we ask only three quick things of you. Don't forget to give us your first name, where you're joining us from, 
and how you hear the show on your favorite radio station, what podcast or stream, however the case. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app available for Android and iPhones, of course. And that's available at your favorite uh, app store. So just visit there, look for those two words, Into Tomorrow, and then hit that message the studio button. Or the old-fashioned way still works. If you have a phone that actually can be used as a phone these days, then you can call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Anytime, all of the above, at your convenience, 24-7. We came across a company that's working to improve drug development by combining insights from patients' personality with machine learning. So it caught our attention. It's certainly about tech, and we as consumers become patients periodically, hopefully not too often. But whatever can be done, I think, to help those kinds of connections has got to be helpful. So the vice president of business development for Tools for Patient is Erica Smith. Erica Smith, thank you for coming on and joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure. It sounds very unique what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the company Tools, the number four patient, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy to. So um, our founders eight years ago when they started the company recognized one very simple fact that when when clinical trials are run to develop drugs, and maybe let me just put this in context for the audience. Please. So as a reminder, any drug that finally reaches patients has to go through clinical testing and clinical trials. And this is done in three phases. And then the data is submitted for regulatory approval. And of course, this process takes several years. It can take five, six, seven years. Um, and it costs, quite frankly, billions of dollars. Um, so anything that goes awry in that, in that clinical development process, and there are many things that can happen. Um, will prevent the, the drugs from reaching the patients that need them. And, and that was one of the motivations behind the foundation of Tools for Patients. So our founders recognized one simple fact, that when these clinical trials are conducted, they collect a lot of biological data. They might collect vital signs or blood work or medical images, but they fail to consider the patient as, as an individual. So we recognize that patients are people, that clinical trial subjects are actually human beings with a full spectrum of personality, psychology, um, with, uh, you know, different beliefs and different motivations. So when you think about it, it makes a lot of, a lot of intuitive sense, but this is not cons- historically been considered in drug development. Yeah, because I'm, so I'm, a, I'm, assu- I'm yes. assuming, Erica, that a lot of those various aspects can affect the outcome of a Absolutely. drug trial in this example, right? Absolutely. So consider, you know, a very simple example. You can have one person that, that's uh, an optimist that has an optimistic perspective on the world, and maybe they come from a culture with a very strong belief in, in the power of medicines. And those two things are going to influence how that patient responds to drugs sure. and even how that patient behaves in the trial, maybe how, how likely they are to take their medications versus not. And those are the kinds of things we are trying to better understand Use it by, by, by incorporating an understanding of patient's personality, motivations, beliefs, and expectations into the clinical data analysis. And that sounds fascinating to me. I mean, obviously, you've got to take that into consideration. And yet, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, that's not a part, generally, of clinical Absolutely. trials that can take many years, of course, unless you're a coronavirus vaccine, which takes, uh, <laughs> can take only months. Uh, but the, yeah. the point is, those, I, I can understand, are, are some important factors. 
When we hear mm-hmm. about all kinds of clinical trials, drug tests, various things, we also hear mm-hmm. typically about placebos given to some yeah. in the group because you've got to have Absolutely. some variables. So how does the placebo response, uh, how is that affected by what you guys do? Uh, and why is it, mm-hmm. for that matter, even an issue in drug development? Absolutely. That's a great question. You know, uh, the gold standard of, of randomized controlled trials is comparing the response of the patients that receive drug to the response of the patients that receive placebo. And the reason this is the gold standard is because the placebo response is a very real and significant issue. So what the placebo response is, it's an improvement, a clinical improvement and improvement of symptoms or disease in patients receiving only an ineffective or sham treatment or that placebo or sugar pill. Mm-hmm. And when those patients have an improvement, it can muddy the waters in understanding whether the drug actually works. It's critically important to make sure that when a drug reaches mark, reaches patients, that it has benefit above and beyond the placebo response. And when there's a strong placebo response in the study, it muddies the waters, it creates noise in the data, and that makes it much more difficult to distinguish the real efficacy of the drug from just the response to placebo. And, and quite and frankly, have, uh, my thought is that, that the pharmaceutical companies can't be too thrilled, not that I'm concerned for them, they, they make enough billions <laughs> of dollars, but the fact is that they've got to be concerned because if they're getting better and wait, these people are on the placebo, they're not even taking our drug, uh, then that's got to make them sort of panic. And, and, and I don't know that this would be the case, but maybe try to not produce as many results that way or cover up some of those results or say, well, that's skewed weird. Uh, I like how you called it, you know, a, a sham product because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know you don't mean that in a negative way. It's it's a sham in the, in the sense that it's not part of the drug. It, we just want to see how other people react uh, to the same period of time and stuff. So it can get very confusing. So I'm, I'm thinking absolutely AI can play a role here that has never been played before. Yeah, it really can. And the reality of the situation is that most drugs that enter clinical development never make it to patients. Only about 10 to 20 percent of drugs that enter phase one development become approved in the end. And about half the drugs that enter late stage clinical development fail because they they are unable to develop to demonstrate efficacy. So that can come from one of two things. Either the drug doesn't work, which is unlikely at that late stage of the game after a decade, maybe in many cases of research, or maybe because it's too difficult to show that it works because of this placebo response. So so the end result is there are many potentially very good drugs that are abandoned because of this issue. And again, that prevents them from reaching the patients that, that really need them. So, you know, really our focus is, is, and that's why the word patient is in the name, our focus as a company is helping drugs reach the patients that, that are waiting for, for efficacious therapies. Uh, so, so, yes, and we use AI to, to um, understand the psychological data and then integrate that into the clinical data analysis. Gotcha. So I'm assuming then that's how Tools for Patient does its job. We're chatting with Erica Smith, the Vice President of Business Development for a company called Tools for Patient. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to learn. This is fascinating as Into Tomorrow continues. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. 
Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the VP of Business Development for Tools for Patient, Erica Smith. Uh, I understand you have uh, something called uh, the Place Bell. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that and how does that become part of the project? Yep. So, so the Place Bell approach um, is basically a way to predict each patient's placebo response. And we do that by, by first understanding the personality of the patient. Um, we've spent uh, years and years doing research on this to develop this this tool. Um, and essentially what we're trying to do is, as I said, build in this, this method to account for the fact that one patient may have a very strong response to placebo and the next patient may have little or no response to placebo. And that difference um, creates noise in the data. So, so we're trying to account for that mathematically using machine learning and predictive, uh, predictive modeling. Gotcha. And, I, and obviously, my bad for looking at the word because it's place bell, but I, I, I get it. It's, it's placebo, right? For placebo yes. type, type exactly. scenario. Now it makes sense. So I'm, I'm doing this. How, <laughs> how is it that the placebo does its job? What is it that it does yep. uh, without getting too technical and too medical? Uh, because you're going to lose me and most of us, I think. <laughs> So, so we've developed a questionnaire that, that looks at key aspects of the patient's personality, their motivations, their beliefs, their perceptions, um, key, key components of that that relate to placebo response. It's very easy to administer. It's sort of like a questionnaire you might find in a magazine where there are simple statements mm-hmm. and the patient just responds on a five-point scale. So one of the questions might be, for example, I always worry about making mistakes when dealing with other people. And the, the the, the patient then decides whether they're going to, whether they agree, strongly agree, moderately agree, disagree, or strongly disagree. Just five point scale. And, it's very, and, and they're instructed to, to answer very spontaneously. Mm. And we take that information, and like I said, we've, we've developed predictive models that consider that psychological information. They consider some other typical data collected at baseline, um, things like maybe how long the patient has had the disease for which they're being treated. Um, we use that as inputs to our machine learning-based model. And then we worked with the, the, the statisticians that are analyzing the data from the trial. Of course, the statisticians are responsible for, for determining if, the, if the, the response in the patients that receive drug is significantly different than the response in the patients that receive placebo. And we help them to include this data in the analysis. And what we found is that it, it has a profound impact I'm reducing the risk of, fi- of, of a failed trial if the drug is actually efficacious. Wow. And, and what I think is fascinating is, like in the example you gave, clearly has nothing to do with perhaps the disease or the, the issue that the medication is required for or the medication itself. And it kind of makes you wonder, well, why would they ask such a question? Well, again, it's because of the machine learning, this artificial intelligence that's hoping to put mm-hmm. things together and make sense out of everything. Uh, I, I get how that can make a difference if you're asking a few questions Absolutely. like that and where are they steered? You know, how, how are they, they dealing with it? Uh, now it's 
it's beginning to come together for me. So uh, I'm assuming yeah, we, that we sort of we sort of see the patient as a filter, right? They're getting right. all this information as part of the trial, and they're processing and filtering it, but they're doing that through the lens of their own individual personality, their experiences, who they are as an as an individual person, and that then is going to filter through and impact their response. And because of the technology that you're using, I'm assuming that that is what is able to help accelerate the delivery of, of a new medication to the market, for example? Absolutely. So so what we do is we, you know, we, we try really hard and, and, and focus, this, focus this technology on reducing the risk of failed trials. Yeah. Um, so essentially what that does is it is failed trials often have to be repeated. In many cases, companies may not be able or willing to repeat trials, so the drugs may be abandoned. If we reduce the risk of failed trials, we accelerate the delivery of medicines to the patient. And and all in all, we can reduce the the timeline and the cost of of the development process. Now, is this something I'm hearing my audience in my head saying, is this FDA approved? Does it need to be? Is it something that is just part of the overall process? And because it can accelerate things, uh, is it looked at favorably? Or you're getting like, no, 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 we're not rushing any of this. Well, you're not (laughs) rushing it. It seems to me you're providing a lot more detail. It, all it is is more data, right? And more data help, helps the, the scientists and statisticians understand what actually happened in the trial. Gotcha. From a regulatory perspective, we're using a tried-and-true method that is used to account for lots of differences between patients. So when you have a, a, a diverse patient population that's in a clinical trial, you might have patients that are, have different ages um, or different genders. And there are, there are statistical ways to account for that that are, that are accepted and widely used um, in, in clinical data analysis, and we're, we're, we've modeled this after that approach. So in that sense, it's really um, a, a tried and, and tested approach. Um, and, and importantly, this, has, this approach has absolutely no risk. There's no risk to the regulators, so we're not doing anything to the data that would cause a regulator to approve a drug that doesn't work. There's no risk of that whatsoever. Good. And there's no risk that it can compromise the analysis of the data. So it's it's just additive. It's more information. It can only make things better. Gotcha. So it's, it's one of those win-win-win kinds of things. If Absolutely. you have more information, it's always better than not enough information, the way I look at it. Of course. <laughs> okay, terrific. Yep. And uh, I'm looking on your website, quantify the impact of the mind. Uh, <laughs> Unlock insights into patient psychology to predict patient behavior and treatment response in clinical trials. Now, while that's not something that we as end users, as consumers, are going to necessarily deal with, but certainly others listening and you want to learn more, we invite folks to visit tools, the number four patient. Dot com. And, of course, we'll get you there, too, when they visit our site. Erica, you are a delight to chat with, and, and uh, thank you thank for you not so speaking over my head. Uh, <laughs> I actually get it, uh, what you're doing, and I think, it's, I think it's fascinating. I see a future question, too, that you could ask is, do you listen to Into Tomorrow? And if not, you should. No, whatever. Uh, <laughs> because you want to get everybody's mindset in the right way. But thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Dave. It was a pleasure. Our pleasure as well. Erica Smith, Vice President of Business Development for Tools, the number four, patient. And when you visit us at intotomorrow.com, you're a mouse click away from Erica's site, and you'll see what she and her team are up to on a regular basis. Very fascinating what they're doing. So I hope that uh, they continue that good work. And maybe, just maybe, we'd be able to get really good medicines to market sooner that could help 
many of us in various different capacities. I think that's awesome. Into Tomorrow continues right here. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned on the Advanced Media Network. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call to stay connected with Into Tomorrow by using the Into Tomorrow app. Search those two words in your app store, Into Tomorrow. It would be really awesome if you gave us five stars and a little review of some sort. But at least get the app and tune Into Tomorrow anytime because we stream our 24-7 stream and we do that 24-7. So you can tap our app and get your Into Tomorrow to go. You could do that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit dexcom.com. Oh, by the way, I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah. It's time for our history feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Graveline. IFA, IFA history. IFA. The DVD was a huge success, with growth rates even higher than the CD after its introduction. But it was a replay medium only. It took several years until 1999, when at the International Funkausstellung in Berlin, Panasonic presented the first DVD recorder prototype. In 2001, the first DVD recorder was market-ready and premiered at IFA. One year later, these recorders were already being sold in big numbers. At IFA in 2003, the first DVD recorder with built-in hard disk had its world premiere. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. I haven't heard that in a long time. I know. Wow. <laughs> Somebody dusted that off. Wow. Came out of the archives. Do you still have the rights to that? <laughs> I, I hope so. It's my name. <laughs> so we shall see. But it, that was, I guess, to remind you that we'll be at IFA, the 2022 edition in Berlin, Germany, in September. And we invite you to join us since it's open to the public. Join us in Berlin. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, 
Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow. 